Here we go. Rich, what do you guys think about the government? About the government? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, democracy is a failed experiment, and we should burn it to the ground and start over. Woo! I love you, Rich! Woo! <laughs> the government totally sucks, you government totally sucks. <laughs> you heard that government song totally sucks. <laughs> government totally sucks. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in a while. Yeah. Well, how's it going? Oh, I'm fine. Sorry. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. you were talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who else are you talking to? <laughs> who else are you talking to? I don't know who you're talking to. Uh, I'm, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm here. We have a lot to go over. Yep. There was a lot to go. There was a lot happening this weekend. Um, we had a we uh, you ran races on Saturday. We had an honored race on Sunday. Um, we had uh, I was in Hutchinson uh, announcing for the Fall Classic. We had a bunch of our locals going to uh, uh, is it Thunder Road? Yeah, so, or that had gone there. Yeah, that had gone there. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. So Rich and I were talking um, uh, earlier because here's the thing. So I was in a good mood yesterday. I was in a good mood this morning. Um, I went and got us a new speaker for the track Ooh, that I'm going to, afterward get done here, I'm going to go test real fast just to make sure it works. Otherwise, I'll have to take it back. But uh, I'm always surprised that nobody ever came up with a speaker company named Speakeasy Speakers. Hmm. It, it, might, it might exist, but I think that would be a good name. That would be a good name. You should you should have a job as like a brainstormer. You always come up with good names. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, uh. So I did that. So I was in a good mood, and then um, and then I, of course, any anytime that I get a mood get in a good mood, all I got to do is like flip on Reddit on my phone <laughs> or like look at Facebook, and then I start getting all angry and pissed off again. And uh, um, I just started thinking about how uh. I've got two months basically to to uh, um, get rid of some stuff that I've accumulated uh, in my house uh, in my RC collection that I don't really want that I had planned mm-hmm. on selling at some point. But I but mm-hmm. now I'm like it's like crunch time because after this year, they changed the rules on eBay and PayPal and Venmo and stuff that if you sell anything uh, more than six hundred dollars now instead of twenty thousand dollars, so it went from twenty grand six hundred dollars. So if you go over six hundred dollars of goods and services, <clears throat> you get slapped with a ten ninety nine k, and uh, you got to like prove that you didn't make money and you don't have to pay taxes or you have to pay taxes on it. Well, that sure is something, isn't it? I mean, and the thing is, is like, is like everything that I, um, I'd say ninety percent of the stuff I've accumulated, I've accumulated through trades. I've just straight bought it for cat, you know, from from cash, you know. There's, of course, there's some personal stuff that's that I bought from the Plex that I at least have a receipt for, but -hmm. a lot of the stuff that I have, I don't have receipts for. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that in the used market. So, so if I if I take that and I I I play with it for a while and then I decide, eh, I want something different and I throw it on eBay and I get a little bit of money back. Well, now if I do that and I make more than six hundred dollars in a year, then I'm in danger of being taxed on it. Why would anybody ever have a hustle anymore? It sucks. You know? Yeah. Like, like it, it's like, 
it's like you know if you had a lemonade stand when you're a kid and it was just a banging lemonade stand like all kinds of people coming by getting all kinds of lemonade you don't even know okay you're on a small corner at country time you're making so much lemonade man right and then and then uh like it's like one of the moms it's like uh you have to pay taxes on all this you know what i mean yeah like it's one of those it's that's how it feels yeah Peter just brought up Facebook Marketplace. It's actually Marketplace actually. Um, uh, so if you notice, uh, Facebook's got like Facebook Pay now too, where they're trying to get into the the payment game. And if so, if you use that, you also would be under that same rule. I, I've I've been looking this up. So I've never had much luck on Facebook Marketplace. All, whenever I use Facebook Marketplace to sell any RC stuff, I just get constant low balls, and I'm just like, screw you guys. Like, it's because it's because everybody that buys stuff used like an RC on Facebook. It's it, there's like bashers and stuff, and they don't want to pay anything for it. Like I've sold three scooters on Facebook Marketplace, and all of them sold for what I asked. <laughs> that yeah, I've never. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I put a I put a car on today, as a matter of fact, because I kind of knew it would sell locally because it's 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 a it's a um it's just a cool truck. It's an I put an SCX Tim three out there today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I sold it within a half hour. That's pretty, pretty, cool. pretty much for what I wanted for it. Mm-hmm. But that that's pretty rare. That doesn't happen yeah. often. I I was trying to do some marketplace earlier in the year when I was kind of already like like eBay changed the way you do payments, so you couldn't you couldn't just have it like before. Yeah, I had an eBay account. You get paid, and it's PayPal only. So then you would get paid through PayPal. Well, the cool thing was, and it's a good thing my wife never watches this show. Or listens to it. But basically, that money would go to my PayPal account. My wife had no idea what was in my PayPal account. Yeah. And that was my funny money for RC stuff for, mm-hmm. you know, for the last 10 years or so. Well, eBay changed their thing. So they, they took the payments. They got rid of pay. They split with PayPal altogether. Well, now anything that I sell on eBay or whatever goes into my bank account. So my wife can actually see how much I earned. And then... And then I still pay my PayPal account credit line with that. So she's like, what's this going to your PayPal account for? And I'm like, well, I just make up stuff now. I'm just like, oh, uh, that last hotel that Will and I went to. Yeah. <laughs> Will still hasn't paid me for it. Yeah. Like, it's all, like for no reason, you make yeah, yeah, me yeah. look bad. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, so I got, I was kind of grumpy today. And then on the way here, uh, the BP down the street has become a Casey's from the Plex, that BP station across the street. Mm-hmm. So, so the Walmart Murphy's gas station always had cheap gas. So when they went in there, the, the BP station had to match their prices. Because otherwise, why would you go to the BP if they were 30 cents higher than the, than the Walmart gas, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not this Casey's apparently. This Casey's is like, we're Casey's. It's going to be expensive no matter what. You get points or whatever. So <laughs> we'll give you points and they were exchange. like 20 cents higher. And I, really? I walked in there to get my kickstart and I'm like, Hey, uh, you guys know you're 20 cents higher than that gas station next door to you. I'm like, are you guys going to ever going to match that? Like the old gas station did. And this lady, uh, this lady who's like the manager of the place, she's like, well, we're going to be competitive, but we're not going to match them. And I was like, Oh, so you're never going to sell gas. That's cool. I'm I'm just here for the kickstarts and pizza. I'll see you later. I hate Casey's. I'll get my gas over there. Everybody's like, "Oh, I just love Casey's. You go, they're clean. You go in there, 
it, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, the food, it's been sitting there all day. It's decent. And some like, cases are clean. Yeah, I know. Not all of them. I, I'm just saying what some people say. Yeah. You know? I, I just like, it just like, ugh, it's dry, runs shivers up and down my spine. In my opinion, it, in my opinion, if, if I had to pick between, so we've got, what do we got? We got come and goes, QTs, mm-hmm. KCs, and we had BP, right? Yeah. Well, BP's got all bought. All the Omaha BP's have been purchased by Casey's. Oh, really? So they're all going to become Casey's. <laughs> what is that? Is that South Park? We're sorry. We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. We're sorry. I'm deeply sorry. Oh, that's a, oh yeah 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 the um, <laughs> the uh, gas bill the captain is, uh, captain hindsight. Yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> He's laid out in front of a fireplace, naked on a bearskin rug. Yeah, drinking wine. He's <laughs> like, here at BP, we just want you to know that we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're really, really, really sorry. Anyways, uh, where was I at? Um, the government. Oh yeah, uh, no, 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 no. So if I, the gas station thing. Uh, QT, yeah. QT, in my opinion, is the best gas station. Probably, I would agree. You can get nice their their food when you get it made is actually really good, and um, they usually have the same sales on Kickstarts that I always like. Ice cream cones are only seventy nine cents, and they're big, tall ice cream cones. What's that place um, down the street that has that big, uh, the big old uh, truck car wash thing? Was mm. it? Is that a Casey's now? That's Casey's one, now. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's Casey's. Wait, what it used to be a Cubby's? It was a BP. It was a Cubby's, and then a BP, and then a Casey's. I actually boycotted it when it was a Cubby's. Okay. Yeah, because of me, there was a rule on how tall your ice cream cone could be. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you know, how they had that sign there next to the thing. So, like, it had cannot be any taller than this. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it was because of me. So, I <laughs> I haven't flipped out on somebody as bad as I flipped out on the lady who was uh, who was working there when it was uh, Cubbies. Yeah. Ever. And I vowed never to go back. And then it became a BP, and I walked in there, and she wasn't there, obviously. So, I was like, oh, well, I'll, keep, I'll come back now. Mm-hmm. But basically what it was was uh, they had a sign. It was three for... Three for uh, Oh, it was really cheap kickstart. I can't remember the exact number, but it was really, really cheap kickstart. And uh, when I took it up there and I, I set my kickstarts down and they ring up wrong. And I'm like, hey, your, uh, your sign back there says that it's three for something, something. And she's like, no, no, that was, that was last week or last month or whatever. I'm like, no, your sign literally says that. And she's like, no, no, that's just for the skinny ones. And I'm like, no, it says 16 and 12 ounce or whatever. And she didn't believe me. And so... She's like, well, let's go find out. And then so she walked up there and uh, she walked back there and she opened the door and she grabbed the, she grabbed the sign. I said, see, it says right there. And she's like, dad, taking this sign down. This is the last time. Blah, blah, blah. And she like yelled at the lady in front to ring me up for this. And then I was, then that was the last one or whatever. And blah, blah, blah. She like used a cuss word. And so I was like holding it in, holding it in. Finally, I was like, you know what? Blankety blank this place and blankety blank you. You can go blankety blank yourself and take these stupid kickstarts and shove them up your blankety blank blank. Blank, 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 blank. 
Like I was mad. I haven't been that mad at somebody in a really long time. And I had an outburst and then I went on Google and I gave him one of my superior reviews. And then I, uh, mm-hmm. that was it. You should have like threw them and broke them on the ground. Yeah. The but station. there's a, there's, there's gotta be a line between, between just having enough and, and having an outburst and like, and like getting cited for assault. Oh, so yeah. I feel like if you, you throw, could have opened it and dumped it out. I feel like if you throw something at somebody, that's technically assault. Oh, if you throw them on the ground, that's fine. Yeah. You should have just opened one and dumped it on the floor. I know. I got suspended once uh, in junior high because um, uh, this is our last story, and then we'll get to RC stuff. But uh, yeah, whatever. Unless you got a story, I'm, but um, uh, nah. Okay, so my family was my family was uh, my mom split up from my dad, single mom. Uh, she wanted to live in the same house. So my, my dad actually paid our house payment. My dad was, my dad's a good dad, right? Not a douche. So, uh, but we still didn't have any money. And so, um, I was on reduced lunch and junior high. You're on government money. I was on, uh, well, I don't know about government money, but I was on a reduced lunch. We still had to pay for it, but I remember it was like something silly, like 40 cents. Nice. So, um, it's like, why do they even charge you? Right. The treasurer lady, who's this old annoying lady uh they would you were supposed to every month you were supposed to wait in line and they all had their little their little cash boxes or whatever and you were supposed to pay them for the month or two weeks or whatever it was and uh my mom didn't have that much money and so she gave me 40 cents and she said here just give her this for today and we'll figure it out tomorrow okay and so i waited in this long line and this was the same day that I remember what happened. I, uh, I, I had woke up late and I didn't want to be late. So I just put on whatever socks I could find on the ground. And I had one sock that was white and one sock that was yellow because it was early enough in the morning where I couldn't see colors very well. Like I had just woken up and I was standing there and the kids started to notice it. And then I noticed it and I was like, Oh my God, I've got one yellow sock and one white sock. And so I tried ca- crossing them and then they were making fun of me cause I was trying to cross my, my, my feet with my shorts on. Cause I knew that I didn't have the same color. Uh, anyways, so, uh, so I get up there and, and I set the 40 cents on the thing and she starts just going off on me and, uh, and saying how she's not going to do this and, 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 you know, she shouldn't have to do this as much crap or whatever. I remember being so mad that I took my 40 cents and I just chucked it at her as hard as I could. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. And man, uh, that's really degrading for a junior high school kid. Yeah, no, I know. So I chucked my 40 cents at her and I stormed off. And then like 20 minutes later, I got called into the principal's office and uh, they had taped the 40 cents to the referral. Mm-hmm. And then they called my mom. And this was the best part. This is how you know you got a cool mom. I told my mom what happened. And my mom was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is what happened. This is why I did that. And so instead of being in trouble, my mom left work, came down to the, to the, to the, to the school, walked in, found this lady and just started just screaming at her as loud as she possibly could, like getting in her face. It was one of the greatest moments in junior high that I've ever had. Wow. Cause I was not a cool kid. I was a fat, short, you know, I just <laughs> not popular, not cool kid or whatever. And that was one of the coolest things ever was my mom. Went in there, and then unfortunately, a year later, my mom decided that uh, because I was skipping school so much that she was going to follow me to every single class, which was even more mm-hmm. embarrassing than having some old 
crappy lady, like, you know, tell you what a piece of crap you are for only paying 40 cents for your school lunch for a day. <sighs> but anyways, that was really cool. That was, that was a, that was a good day. It ended up being a good day. It was a great, it was, I didn't even get in trouble. Like I didn't even get in trouble. Really? The principal was like, was like, okay, well we understand, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, it was great. Anyways, $5. Yeah. We went from, uh, we went from the government totally sucks to gas stations to a, uh, the government not taking your 40 cents. My 40 cents. Yeah. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyways um, this is Alex Sturgeon Hobbytown Hobbyplex oh yeah we didn't even <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with me as always Will Brinton of the Will Brinton yeah and uh, as always, this show brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. If you mention our show to a Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, um, you can get a uh, discount, a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate if you get a home loan or a refinance. Hmm. And we're going on almost, will it be almost a year, a two years? How long have we been doing this? I got two. We're getting close to two years. He, they've been. They've Are been, we? I think so. We did it. Richard, do you know? Yeah, it's getting. It's uh, getting close to two years. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. So they've been. Uh, they've been sponsoring the show for almost two years. Because this wow. show was only supposed to be like once a month. Mm-hmm. And it would have been hard to get once a month in with all the stuff that we talk about. Well, it'd end up being like a two-hour show once a month. Yeah. What are you working on? They want to know. Oh, uh, my gas truck. More on your gas I'm, truck? Yeah, I'm putting a new chassis on it. Chad texted me and wanted to know if I wanted to, to race one, and I'm like, dude, I just, I can't. I don't have the time or the uh, the, the Techno Series. I have a feeling after... I, hearing, I told him to ask you. I have a feeling after hearing stuff, we're going to have a shit ton of people there next Saturday. For what? For the Techno Series. That's next Saturday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I just can't, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, it's it's hard for me to even want to race when we have such a, a good turnout for that because I don't want to screw anything up. I think I'll still race e-buggy, but I, I probably shouldn't, to be honest with you. Yeah, I should probably just race gas truck. I mean, honestly, just the fact that you're there probably is the only reason why I would race anyways. What? Oh, really? Yeah, no, t- cool. until we're in the same heat. Then, then I got to figure out what to do, but yeah, you know, or we both make the main. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least it's e-buggy main and not the half hour nitro main. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so, um, but like I said, as we started, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, what do you want to do first? We want to talk about, um, our, our racers that went to Thunder Road or Thunder. Yeah, Thunder? that's fine. Let me get on. Th- uh, Th- Thunder Town. Thunder Town. Th- did you? Uh, oh, it was a hobby town, so you could call it, it Thunder Town. Yeah, Thunder Town. Did you read? Did you hear? Um, did oh, you, no. uh, Juniors. Oh. Did no. you hear Juniors' uh, <laughs> yeah, podcast? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. dude! I was getting so many texts about that, dude. <laughs> oh man, I, I would be so embarrassed. Like, so, 
It's the equivalent of touch. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say that on this show. This is a classy show. I'll just tell you that that I'm kind of a stickler when it comes to uh, when it comes to shutting the track down and and getting out of there. I mean, there was there was one morning where I came in and somebody had already raced on the track before seven o'clock because it was there was daylight, Mm -hmm. and I was pissed. Actually, I think it was the Nats. I I think I think it was Wednesday Wednesday practice for the Nats. Mm-hmm. Practice started at ten. I remember that. And somebody had already practiced out there before ten o'clock. They and I was I was pretty I was pretty hot because you know that's not cool. No, it practice, totally isn't cool. Practice starts at ten. That's that's, that's the, the rule. Most disrespectful thing you can do to everybody else there. That is like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, like it is literally the only thing you could do to give yourself an advantage. Yeah. But I wasn't going to bring it up. But since you brought it up, no, we'll I I it, don't but. care. Yeah. I just uh, I just, if so if you haven't listened to the uh, um, ran out of talent podcast this week, go go do it. It's it's an interesting thing because the th- the thing I like about Joe, he doesn't care. No, that that he'll, yeah, he'll say whatever cool. he'll say whatever happened happened and whatever was on his mind about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even even I'm at fault for sometimes needing to be a little. I guess political when it comes to my views on things, mm-hmm. but he doesn't care. Well, I, 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 I don't know what hap- happened exactly. I wasn't there, but just going off of that, I mean, hopefully, I, I don't know. Hopefully the, those people weren't allowed to race or somebody wasn't allowed to participate oh, or no. something. They did. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the one thing Ryan was, was like, did they still get allowed to race? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whatever I it is what it is but I just I hope everybody knows that that that's a that's a for me when the tracks close the tracks closed when the track opens the track opens yours truly never gets any extra time in fact I probably practice the least out of everybody that, that that's the thing like like track time is so valuable at these races just to work on a car setup like to get practice with nobody else on the track yeah. Like that is huge. Like each one lap is like the equivalent of 10 laps of, you know, controlled practice, really. Yeah. Like you don't have to marshal. Well, I mean, for you, instance, you get to just go try something. For instance, when you and I would stay Friday night and get extra track time after the races were over. Mm-hmm. And when we had Tuesday night racing, you know, this was when my son was a lot younger, so I could kind of get away with it on the family side of things, but I would stay after races and run for like a couple hours on Tuesday we, nights. We used to stay on Friday nights after racing. There's a few times that we left at five o'clock in the morning or earlier, right? like six. And I'd, I'd just go to your house and sleep on your futon and then go home or something. Yeah. Or even go back and race carpet on Sunday, depending on what time of year it was. Yeah, no doubt. And I, so, like, I mean, that, that, that sort of track time, in my opinion, was very valuable back in the day, back in probably 14, 15, 16. Yeah. Nobody's there. Nobody's no. bugging us. Like, you just try stuff. Yeah. And, and then that being said, you know, when it came to a summer series race, when the track closed at, at 10, it was closed. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out there and get extra track time. No. I, you know, I never, I still never do. So that's, that was kind of interesting. That was a, that was a weird thing to to listen to and to find out. And you but. can't say that you didn't know or something like that because 
they went to some measures to I know. keep people there from was, knowing. Yeah. Dude, the whole hidden camera thing is pretty, pretty sick. It's great. It is great. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I thought that was awesome. Like, Man. Uh, to be a fly on the wall when they tried to back out of that one. Oh. Like, dude, it, you have it, you like, on it, camera. It, it, it like made uh, uh, never mind. No, I don't I don't, <laughs> don't want to say anything bad or whatever. But. I the other thing about that though, though, there are there have been some races that I've gone to where the locals seemed oddly faster the next day. Yeah. So you know oh, that was, you know that happens. I was there, man. You know that happens more often than not. Mm-hmm. I think that guys have tried to catch us too, you know, because we'll you and I shut the place down usually on Friday nights before the summer series. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the one thing that we do have going for us is you do water the track. Yeah, like at like at so people o'clock. can see you watering it. Yeah, so that you know that there's no way that anybody could wa- drive on it. Exactly, you know. But I know that there's guys that have maybe thought that about us mm-hmm. i think i think back when i was when i was winning a lot in 15 and 16 there was some chatter even from i mean they don't race anymore but even from a couple locals i think they they sort of hinted that i was finding ways to get practice time and i'm like sorry no you're just better than everybody sorry else at the time then. i was and now you're not so yeah no i'm not so <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding no it's true no, it was you, frustrating. You, you know speak the truth. So, you you know speak the truth. Yeah, you know why I practiced so much back then? It's because I was sick and tired of getting my ass kicked by you. Yeah. That's why. That was the only reason You were sick why. and tired of getting your ass kicked by me when I never practiced. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that and like uh, that one girl I was with like kept me from driving. Oh, yeah, that too. That's a different story. Yeah, now you're married to a good one. Yeah, now, now I'm married to my wife, and she lets me do it's that. Like one, me. So. It's like me. Like I married a good one. Okay, I just want to skim over the results, find some locals. So, Ethan Delaire made both mains. Nice. And I think he finished seventh in both mains. Let me look here. Triple A main results. There he is. Look at that. <clears throat> Ethan Delaire, seventh place. He beat Harley Yoshi and Ooh. Jason Rona, making the mod main. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Holmberg got fourth. That's pretty badass. That's pretty cool, too. I kind of wonder how I would have done if I if I had gone now. Yeah. Because, like, the last, th- last time I was up there, Kyle Holmberg won the B main and bumped into the A. And uh, was it? Um, oh, uh, Kendall Welch and I duked it out for second. Right. And... The, those guys were, I mean, fast back then. So mm-hmm. I kind of, and there, I feel like there was more talent at that race, like higher level drivers at that event that I went to. Not to say that there wasn't this time, but I think that there was more heavy hitters. Right. If that makes sense. I kind of wonder if I had, would have had a shot making the show at this one. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, you never know. I'm I'm gonna build my I'm start building my Schumacher tonight, so I'm I'm getting ready to race mod at our place. Yeah, we'll but, see. And, Ethan, and Ethan's the one to catch, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. see oh yeah. I, hopefully, just one lap down. That's my goal. One lap down. 
Uh, Ethan got seventh in, in four wheel drive. Uh, actually, Seth Van Dalen got eighth. And uh, oh wow, that's basically it out of all of the locals for mod. I know in stock. Um, let's see who went up there. Chance went up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Ryan went up there. Nice. Uh, who else went up there? Was that it? Was it just them this time? Was the who's that kid that's getting really fast in stock at our track? Oh, the Bairdings. Yeah, did they go? Uh, I think so. They were, they were. I think they were there. I think they go every year. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me see. Expert two wheel drive. A main. Davy Bata, Matt Gonzalez, Cal Holmberg, Ethan Mickelson, Matthew Mickelson, Jake Wiggs. Making ninth place in the expert A main. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Uh, Andy Krivitz. I haven't heard that name in a little while. Uh, 10th. Independent A main. See if I find. I should have done this before we started the show. I was planning to, but then I kind of like forgot. Well, it's not that I forgot. I just got really busy. Yeah, you just forgot. Yeah. Jason Arona won 40 plus. Bad ass. Um, Craig Kruger uh, got fourth. I heard it was Aaron Bonner there. Aaron Bonner was there. I think he was only like in the C main or something like that. The I wonder if he was running those the the Aaron Bonner shock system on his off road car. <laughs> <laughs> probably, of, probably not. Just out of nostalgia. So they had a short course truck class, and it looks like uh, Tyler Brinkerhoff uh, finished fifth, and. Roger okay. hasn't been down in a while, but he ended up being 10th. He must Who have was broke, it broke that out. had those stickers on their car that said the Aaron Bonner School of Defensive Driving? That was Bob. Um, <laughs> he's he's racing again. Uh, Bob. Bob Rogie. Uh, Bob Rogie. Yeah. The Aaron Bonner School of Defensive Driving. <laughs> have I ever told a story about the about the time in Lincoln? Right. I. Not on the show. Okay. I was kind of leading you into it. All right. So uh, another story we're going to take. This is going to be a great show. Uh, more. This is more anger-oriented show. I'm really sorry if, uh, if this is not your style, but this is great. Um, back in my more rambunctious days, uh, I was running the Lincoln track, and we had a big uh, big onward race, and uh, we were racing mod touring car on this tiny little eight-second carpet track, and Jeff Kozine and I were having a really good race for second place. Okay, we were swapping positions. It was pretty clean. Um, like we never really took each other out. Uh, Aaron Bonner had lapped us already, I think, or something like that. He's just smoking us. But we were having a really good race for second. So he came up to lap us for like a second time. And instead of just being patient, <laughs> poor Aaron Bonner. I'm I'm not crapping on Aaron Bonner, by the way, in this story. I mean, I kind of am, but but in a good way. We like Aaron Bonner. It's uh, funny. It is a funny story though. But anyways, so he just came through and just plowed me and just took me out of the the running for second place when he was already a lap ahead. And that made me very mad. And so I decided that I was going to forego the rest of my race and just make it my mission in life to just slam into Aaron Bonner's car as many times as possible. And so I uh, he caught up to me again and I lined up and I just straight lined this corner and just kablam obliterated his car. It ended up hitting the the boards and messing up the track. And his car ended up on the wrong side. And then my car was fine. You know, it just it was just a huge hit. And uh, on the driver's stand, he's like, "You feel better?" And I was like, "Not really." 
<laughs> yeah, we still got a minute to go. Like, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but yeah, we're all cool now. I just want everybody to know this, just, but that was a really funny story. No, it's then. just a really funny story, but it's you know. a crazy funny story, but to his credit, he was super fast. So what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, that's a pet peeve of mine. If you're a lap ahead or two laps ahead and, and you don't give me a corner or two to get out of the way and you just obliterate me, then yeah, I'm going to be a little irritated. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, 13-5 four-wheel drive A main. Kyle Holmberg uh, got the win in that one. And I thought I saw... There he is. Caden Bairdine made the main, finished 10th. So good job. Independent four... They had an independent four-wheel drive buggy class. They had a lot of classes up there. I don't see anybody I notice. Uh, stadium truck? Let's see. Jake Wiggs getting second. There's Chance. Chance Roll got fifth. Aaron Bonner, there he is. He got sixth in, yeah. uh, in stadium truck, A-Main. Woo! Uh, Joe Zaire, uh Sr. finished eighth. Uh, they had a slash spec class. What the That's heck? Cool. Why didn't I go? I don't know. You I have, a, I have a stack. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a stock slash. Dude, there's probably guys got like limiters in their shocks and are taking it too seriously. Oh, I know. Uh, Caden Barney was in the B of expert two wheel drive. He finished eighth. That's pretty good though. Yeah. And let me look at independent. Otherwise we got to move on, but, uh, nope, nobody there. He was the expert four wheel drive B main. Let's see. He was in this, uh, Caden must've got the bump cause he got second in that one. And then nope, nobody I recognize there. Uh, independent four wheel drive. Uh, nope, nobody there. Uh, uh, stadium truck B main. Uh, uh, nope, not really. Uh, see you expert four wheel drive C main chance Rolk. There he is. So chance made the C main in 13, five finished third, just outside. John Berrien was in that one finished fifth. Brinkerhoff was in that one, finished 10th. So, I mean, overall, that's a pretty good showing. They had 238 entries up there. So, that's pretty awesome. That was really good. Is that the biggest turnout they've had for that race? I don't know. I know it wasn't uh, independent, the independent classes, their biggest classes. Looks like it. Yeah, it did look like it. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's the way it should be. Right. You just want regular Joes. Regular Joes are what make this work without them because nobody else pays for stuff so i want to talk about where i went this weekend a little bit so uh high performance hobbies uh also known as hp hobbies down in uh, hutchinson kansas um this is the 37th we looked it up it's the 37th annual fall classic so how old are you 32 so this race has been going on Five years longer than you've been alive. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm 42, so the race started when I was five. And hmm. um, yeah, the turnout was okay. I think I think uh, they were expecting somewhere along the lines of 200, maybe, maybe 180. I looked at last year's. I think there was like 180 entries last year. So I think they were hoping to get that same number. They ended up with 150. So... 
Um, the there's a whole crew from Colorado that were that were signed up and then and then ended up not making it. And then there was a few guys from Oklahoma that had gotten sick or had sick kids that couldn't come. And uh, there was a few from our area that went. Um, Alex Vanderbeek went. Uh, the McCormicks, Ashley and Easton were there. Hmm. Um, so uh, it was a good all around turnout. It was it was kind of felt like our regional again. Yeah. So. Um, but I thought, uh, I thought it went really well. Um, you know, uh, I have, I have been hired away to do several RC car races in my lifetime. So the first one I really did that wasn't local was the 2003 mod Nats. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I drove all the way to the tilt yard in Virginia um, to run that race. And, uh, I thought I did an okay job. I kind of was, I remember at the time thinking that it was going to be like kind of a, a door that was open, you know, where, where I was going to get contacted maybe to do more and it never really materialized. Um, yeah, but that was okay. Uh, and then I've done, um, the 2016, uh, roar e-buggy nats, the 2017 roar gas nats. Um, of course, the 17 gas nats almost made me want to quit racing RC cars. But, uh, what? Where was that one at? That was at State Line. Oh, oh, yeah. It was just the way that the roar people yeah, were treated. It was terrible. No, I remember. Yep, I remember. We sorry. did almost a whole show about it. Yeah. No, that, sorry. That's okay. Um, so, so, uh, so it's not something that's new to me. And, uh, Lifetime makes it so freaking easy. I mean, if you if your track doesn't have lifetime, it's totally worth it. Because mm-hmm. it's it's easy to use, and if something goes wrong, you can fix it. You're not going to like crash the system or anything. Yeah. So, um, they did AAA mains for all classes, and then we had a discussion before I set up the race, and uh, it was decided to do bump ups for all classes, kind of the same way we do the Pro Tech race. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the weird thing about this one was there were only nine two-wheel drive mod cars. Really? Yeah. Usually huh. there's, in the past when I've gone to the Fall Classic, there's been at least three heats. Huh. So. Where's everybody? I don't know. Well, I guess I didn't make it. Yeah. Um, they kind of want, they want me to go back and, and do the Salt City Classic as well. And that's the the middle month, the middle weekend of January. So if you can go to that one, you should go. We'll see. I know we're kind of in the middle of eight scale racing, so by that time, and gas truck. The winner is. Um, I just want to go over the results real fast. So, uh, find some locals here. So Mason Herrick. Won both uh, expert stock and thirteen five wheeler, and thirteen five wheeler was the biggest class of the weekend. I think it was forty cars, and he just killed everybody. Yeah, he was clearly the fastest one. Um, Easton McCormick though um, qualified fifth, but ended up finishing second overall. He did really really well. Um, That's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Uh, is that single A mains or triple? Triple, and okay. especially because he hasn't raced in about a month. I mean, he hasn't mm-hmm. raced since the end of the summer series. No, yeah. I don't even think he made the end of the summer series. I think it was August. So Yeah, I don't think he did either. Yep. Uh, Ken Peterson. These are all names that we know, too. So Ken Peterson uh, ended up getting third. 
Um, Ashley McCormick ended up getting fourth. Brent Riley was fifth. Chad Rubin King went, so more locals. Um, Eric Larson was there. He finished seventh. Uh, Christopher West was eighth. Dustin Hamilton was ninth, and Brett Nelson was tenth. Um, stadium truck. So this was weird. They only had three stadium trucks. Uh, Mod or? Uh, 13.5. Okay. And then they only had three mini truggies. Yeah. And they don't run mod. They run at 10.5. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet you're wishing you're, you went. So I was like, I or was. Are you ra- raced well, rather? Dude, it was, uh, it was, um, it wasn't on the flyer. Mini truck oh, was on the flyer, so I didn't even bring it. If I would have known they had mini truck, I probably would have brought it. But I still don't have a 10.5 motor, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Um, but you had... Maybe uh, with that little people, you could have softly just turned your motor down. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just been like, oh, okay, fine. Emerson mm-hmm. blew up the speed controller in that mini truggy, though, so I got I to gotta get a speed controller for it. Oh, yeah. Um... So it was uh, uh, James Lowen and Mini Truggy, uh, Brian Beal, second Mini Truggy. Um, let's see. And Katie Kane was third. And then uh, Rock Lee, who I'd met for the first time, won Stadium Truck. Jim Liggett was second. And Chris Keene was third. Um, they had a 13.5 buggy class, which is really popular down there. I think, doesn't Fastlane have one too? 13.5 two-wheel drive? Um, yes, I believe so. Super stock? Yeah. Is that what they called it? Or? That's what they called it, yeah. Super stock? Yeah. Hmm. So I, I've actually I've actually won 13.5 down there before at a fall classic. I think it was 2017, some, 18, mm-hmm. something like that, a couple years ago. Yeah. I only took it because I was like, oh, wow, they have super stock, and I had a 13.5 motor. I'm like, I'll run that too. Didn't you run rear motor too? I did, yeah. Yeah. I ran a rear motor 22. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe how well it worked, actually. Yeah, it worked pretty good. Yeah, no. um, Lane McGee killed everybody in this one, ended up taking the win. Connor Herrick uh, qualified terrible, but ended up finishing second overall. Uh, there was actually a tie between him and Matt McGee on time, and Connor oh. had the better combined time. Um, and then Brett, and then the track owner, Steve Redden, uh, Jeff Warner, John Davies, we recognize those names, uh, Ray Burns, Hacker, and Kevin Moyer. Uh, two-wheel drive mod buggy. So Alex Vanderbeek won both mod classes, two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Uh, his four-wheel drive qualifying was atrocious, but he ended up pulling it out in the end. Um, in two-wheel drive, his first qualif- his first main, he walked away from everybody. His second main was a little closer, but then he got to sit out the rest of it. Hmm. Um, Ross, West- Ross Westhoff had him in the second main and just and just couldn't quite get close enough. Uh, Drew Rubin King was also very fast, um, had his shots at Alex, and just, just the track was so grippy. That is very, very easy to crash and roll over and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, then it was Ken Peterson, Taylor Larson. Um, he hasn't really been racing a lot. So, you know, he was, I, I wouldn't say he was struggling, but um, his normal pace, I don't think was really quite there. Um, Dave Alberico struggled in the mains, um, but he did qualify second. Uh, Trevor Nault, Eric Larson, Glenn Bean. Glenn had a Schumacher and broke his uh, steering rack. Oh, was he done? Yeah. Yep. Um, they didn't. Nobody had parts because it's a Schumacher. It's kind of kind of the boat I'm going to be in. So hopefully I don't break that. Buy two kits. Yeah. No, thank you. We just had a discussion about how I can't do my normal eBay thing anymore. No. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, 40 plus though, Glenn Bean did borrow Trevor Nault's buggy and ended up winning. Uh, he TQ'd and won. Uh, Eric Larson was second. Chris Poehler, also known as Cool, uh, was third. Nice. Uh, then Ray Burns, Rock Lee, John Davies, Steve Redden, James Lowen, Dustin Hamilton, Gavin Lusk. Um, if you, if, if Trevor had not taken the weekend off and you could have gone with me and, and raced and announced when I was racing, I would have raced 40 plus. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would have. That's okay though. But yeah, it's fine. <sighs> had to, had to hold, hold down the, sh- hold down the fort. Yep. Um, Vanderbeek, uh, one four wheel drive. David Alberico got second. Um, uh, this was basically a rematch of regionals. Um, Drew Rubin King was third. So same, same podium, just, just juxtaposition a few. Ross Westhoff was fourth. Trevor Nault was fifth. Christopher West was sixth. Uh, Taylor Larson seventh and Brian Beal, uh, bumped up, but didn't ended up racing. There was, there was quite, there was like four of them then they were just doing it for the fun of it, but there was quite a big, um, performance gap. Yeah. Was, you know, skill gap between them. So they didn't want to be in the way. No, that's, that's all right. Yeah. Expert stock, uh, like I said, Mason Herrick just really handed it to everybody. Um, Ken Peterson, though, uh, got second in that one. Lane McGee had another good race with M- Dad, Matt McGee, right behind him. And then the McCormicks, it was kind of cool because at one time there was like it was like a McGee, a McCormick, a, B- a McGee, and a McCormick. Hmm. And they kept swapping around. So uh, so then it was Easton and Ashley, and then Brett, Cool, Shane Alberico, and then Brent Riley. Uh, just had some really crappy luck. Uh, novice was pretty fun. Um, I do have a video of it for Peter. I figured he'd want to see what, uh, other flex spec places were like. That's not called flex spec. They called it novice. Hmm. So whatever. But, uh, Ashley Lane got a TQ and a win, but chance Schwind probably should have won it. He won a May number one, and then he lost a wheel with a lap to go and a May number two, uh, while in the lead worse. while in the lead. So, uh, probably probably should have won. Ended up second overall, and then the Bentley, Caleb, uh, Nicholas, and then there was a whole bunch of them that left. Um, Aaron, Cody, Bronx, Tommy, and then they did have. You know the weird thing is, you know how they only had three sh- uh, stadium trucks. Yeah, they had like fifteen short course trucks. What two wheel drive? Huh, that's neat. Yeah. So guess who was really happy about that? Um, Ashley. Yes, Ashley McCormick. Uh, ended up taking the win. Nice. Yep. Uh, Dustin Hamilton. Uh, finished second. Rock Lee was third. Uh, and then it was Brett Nelson, Matt McGee, Cameron Spruill, uh, Lane McGee, James Lowen, Chris Craig, and Jalen Wedengel. And then there was a sportsman stock buggy. And uh, if you would have combined sportsman and expert, it would have been the biggest class of the weekend. Cameron Spruill uh, took the. Uh, Win in two mains, I believe. I don't think he had to race the last one. Maybe he did. Now that I think about it, yeah, I did come down the last one. What am I saying? Uh, Kevin Moore got second. Tyler Canine ended up third. The real race was between like four dudes for third place. And then it was Jared McCreary, Chris Craig, John Gruber, Caden Dugan, Mackenzie West, Steve Besker, and Clayton Mitchell. And that was that was our race down there. It was 150 entries, so it was pretty easy. It was almost like a almost like a summer series race, except we had four qualifiers on Saturday. We started qualifying at nine 30. We were done at eight. Nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I went to Chick-fil-A that night. It was good. The winner is will call. And then we had, uh, your race. Oh yeah. I had a race. So 
How was it? Oh, this the carpet racing? No, no. The uh, yeah, the carpet off road. Yeah, how did that go? Yeah. Oh, well, well, uh, smooth, <clears throat> smooth sailings over calm seas. Really, um, I had a lot, uh, some help from Tim getting uh, stuff sorted out in the computer, but other than that, um, I don't think it went too bad. There wasn't really too big of a break, and. And anything, and everybody had plenty of time to get their stuff ready, as far as I know. And everybody's happy. I didn't have any complaining that I knew about. So. I mean, you guys had so 70 good. entries, and there was there was a handful of guys that went to uh, Minnesota. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't think anybody that runs carpet went to the dirt race, so. Mm-hmm. So, we could have very much, even if, if that race wasn't going on, this could have been easily an 80-entry club race. Yeah. There was, uh, looks like a D main, an independent buggy. Yeah, that was our biggest class. That's great. Mm hmm. And, uh, I don't know. Did you get it? Were you, were you, uh, were you thinking, man, I need a car? A little bit, but honestly, it was kind of good that I didn't. So I could just make sure that the program ran well. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, rather than trying to race and. I know the feeling. How was the track? What did you think of the track layout this time around? I thought it was pretty good. It got beat up really bad. Like that was the most crashing I'd ever seen on in my life. I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like there's just like wood splinters everywhere, and like it was, it was just like chaos. Was the carpet okay? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. I didn't see any any spots that weren't double padded that got a nick in them or anything. Okay, good. But, What'd you think of the, uh, uh, so Jackson and I set up the track, uh, Thursday night before I left. What did you think of the, the first, not the straight, not the jump off the straightaway, but the next one that had the two boards kind of on each I, other. I thought it was cool, but like if it would have been fine if we had nothing but experienced mod drivers, but with the, the, um, like the novice class that. There is a, or not, not, or like Plexbeck and maybe like the um, independent classes. There is a lot of cars jumping onto the straightaway there. Oh, really? So I don't know if like maybe we should put a net up or something or. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I always so, worry about that. The onward guys set up the track and it, it, if you look over the last four or five years, the tracks are very similar. Mm-hmm. And there's always that little short straight right there. And it's a perfect place for a jump. But the problem is if you put a jump right next to the straightaway, guys are always going to find a way to jump onto the straightaway. Yeah. No, that was happening a lot. It was like every single heat. Straightaway! Straightaway! Yeah. But okay. what do you do? Yeah, I know. Well, that I, was that was my only I would like Other than that, I thought the, that was really cool. I would like to see the lane come a little bit diagonal from the straightaway. Mm-hmm. You know, but whatever. Maybe I can maybe I can talk them into it next time they start changing the track around. But other than that, um, it was fine. I stayed uh, after guys practiced on Friday and taped the track some more. And then uh, Jackson was at Walmart. He called me before I was leaving my house, and he was like, "Hey, I'm at Walmart. Do you want me to get some more duct tape?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he said, "I said just get it, and I'll tell Tim we need to pay it out for it or something, so you get." Yeah. Paid for it. So he got more duct tape. I just didn't want to be without. Like I didn't I didn't know if there was more Could you imagine whatever, if this if this shortage that's going on ends up affecting black duct tape? How crappy. Yeah, we'll be going to gray. How crappy that would be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. 
No, it'd be terrible. I mean, there's a lot of brands, right? There's like that T Rex tape. That stuff's pretty good. Yeah. I use that to hold Christmas lights it's up when you're. Though. Is it the T the Gorilla tape? T Rex tape. Oh, because that Gorilla tape we were using because we carried it, and then I realized mm-hmm. how much of it we were actually going to use and stopped doing. Oh, it. really? Oh, yeah. The rolls didn't last because it's so thick that it didn't last yeah. very well. Hmm. Um, well, let's just go through the main results here. So, uh, independent buggy, um, biggest class of the weekend. And, uh, wow, look at TJ. TQ in a win. Yeah. Two tenths in front of Joe Schnoes. Yeah, it was a drag race, dude. There's some close racing. That's just good. Just wait until you get to mod two wheel. Oh, that's great. So, mm-hmm. that was good. Uh, good to see Joe back. Yeah. Um, he kind of took the summer off. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan Hogan Miller was there again, finished third. Uh, looks like Phil Palmer got a good finish. Bender, Ronnie Wint, Josh McMullen, and Bryson Ramey. Bryson was there for the first time this year. So some good names. I love the independent class. Like I said, regular Joes. And it's kind of kind of starting to see some familiar faces in these A-mains um, every week. As these yeah. guys just get a little bit better every time. Where did Jackson get a four-wheel drive from? This is 13.5 four-wheel drive. He ended up winning. Him and Lance shared a car. Oh. So, like, his the ra- their races were back-to-back. So, like, Jackson would be standing down there, like, in, in like, at the, where you put your car down with another battery and his radio. Or in a, and, you know, I don't know if it's his radio or what. It may, yeah. Maybe just, like, another battery in his, oh, it was another battery in his body. So like they he'd take the body off, uh, change the battery, put his car on, and then like Lance would hand off the radio to him, and he'd go up on the stand. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like man, there's, if you want to race it that bad, you know, yeah. there's a way. <clears throat> uh, so John Kinzer uh, second, Nathan Hogan Miller third again, uh, David Peevler fourth, Janet Peevler right behind him by a lap. Mm-hmm. What happened to Sanders? Uh. His car just stopped. Oh. Like he was leading and his car just like came like stopped. And then uh Ronnie picked it up and looked at it. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with it. And then he set it back down and then he let it sit there for a minute and then it started going again. Oh, I wonder, and, if, I wonder if a fan quit or something like that. Well, that's what Mike said. And then he was like, Well, I wonder if maybe my like sensor wire or something got jammed in my like motor gear mesh. Yeah. And just stopped it. Because it like stopped dead, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I didn't see it stop. I just saw it sitting there. And he was like, I don't know what's going on. That's weird. Uh, Joe Schnoes was seventh, and Nick Pavel, uh, his first time out on the carpet, was eighth. Uh, so I should have a, I should have an EB4 10.2 starting tomorrow. Oh, cool. So I think I might be tempted to race it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I kind of want to do dirt, dirt not, not carpet. I'm thinking 13.5 four-wheel drive for next year. Me and Emerson both. Oh, for the summer series? Yeah. You're not going to run 40-plus mod? Oh, I will. Okay. Mod two-wheel drive was Jackson Anderson with 27. Aiden Olson was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a second. Dayton Mosier TQ'd and finished yeah. third. Uh, Brian Burnt was fourth, and David Peelerer was fifth. There's a lot of moving and shaking going around in that one. Yeah. Your top guys with 12-second laps. So, hey, just to put this in perspective, I was thinking about this on the drive home yesterday. 
the fast laps for Hutch were like 13 twos. Mm-hmm. And the fast laps for our our carpet on road or off road are like 12 eights, 12 sevens. Yeah. So it's like half a second apart and their track is twice as big. Oh, really? Yeah. That so there's so much grip that if if I was if I was at Hutch racing, I would have put a carpet setup on my car. Yeah. And ran the right and ran the right height low to keep from flipping over. Mhm. Because there was so much grip. Right. And it, and it shows by the lap times. Well, it's almost like you have to look at how tight and twisty a track is too. Yeah. You know, like just because the track's bigger doesn't mean the lap time or tracks smaller doesn't mean the lap times are going to really correspond. Right. I'm not doubting there was a lot of grip. There, just, we could, you know, if I opened it up a little bit, it could easily, I mean, look at the honored guys. The honored guys are doing the 12 scales on this layout mm-hmm. with all the jumps picked up. We're doing nine second laps. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, expert stock, a main Dayton Moser with a TQ and a win. Uh, Mike Sanders, second. Joe Schnoes, third. Jana Peevler, fourth. Nathan Hoganmiller, fifth. Daniel Bender, sixth. Josh McMullen, seventh. And Phil Palmer, eighth. Your top four kind of all right where they qualified. And Jana was less than a second away from Joe at the end. Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, stadium trucks? Looks like Looks like we only had three stadium trucks. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Kinzer, Brian Kiever, and TJ Williams. Did a ball cup come off or something? Uh, on TJ's car? Yeah. No. No. Oh. Just a lot of crashing. Did he just crash a lot? <laughs> just a lot of crashing. Plexpec. Uh, Brian Mullins running Plexpec. Got the win, but yeah. Jamie Peevler got the TQ. Well, he said he wanted to be taken out of that, but I didn't know how to do it. Oh. That's so, fine. I mean, you got to run. So got to run with whatever you feel comfortable with. Well, he raced uh, flex spec and regular. Oh, oh, he wasn't so. supposed to do that. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's one or the other. If you race yeah. flex spec, you can't race anything else. Okay, I know that now. Yeah, you know that now. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Carson Sanders third, Ryan Nemec fourth, Sawyer Haley. The Haleys were there. That's nice to see. They got fifth. Uh, Isabella McMullen, 6th, Riker Haley, 7th, and Connor House only went a lap. Yeah. Uh, Mullins, he he was saying he just wanted to get more track time. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so that was it. You guys were done yeah. at 8.30 with uh, 70 entries. That's not too bad. And uh, What does that come out to around two and a half hours around or let's so? Let's see. Round one started at one thirty and finished at three thirty, so two hours. And then uh round two started at three fifty eight. Yeah. And did it start late? Uh, I mean I usually run a back to back. When there's that many you don't really need well, to Well that was break, me but... trying to figure out the resort. Oh, okay. All right. That's, I didn't take and, a break. And that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> um but yeah, you, no, you did two hours around. That's perfect. In fact, your second round, you you were ten minutes faster. Nice. So yeah, you you're right at where you're supposed to be. And when you have a big you, when you got a big turnout, not a lot you can do about it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. 
just really quick, we'll go over Sunday and then we'll we'll uh, take a pivot break, come back, look at the comments, and then we'll be out of here. I I looked at Sunday on before I started to drive home, and I I was expecting more entries overall. Oh really? So they had forty six entries, but I was confident that they were going to be able to handle or get like maybe sixty. So honestly, I was a little disappointed with the on road turnout. Yeah. But they had two heats of 12 scale, two heats of vintage, and two uh, two heats of USGT. So, I mean, in uh, Formula One, Ken McKinney got the win. Vishal Singh was second. Tony Cook was third. Mason Ebner was fourth. Olin Hines was fifth, and Jim Hungate was sixth. I'm still thinking about getting that Yokomo running. I thought you have a Yosh. Oh, I got a Roche for 12 scale, and I'm not ready to race that yet. Because I haven't figured out how to get that thing not to suck. Hmm. Maybe it's just me. Uh, GTE. So those are those new um, Tamiya cars with the inboard suspension that look like the the real GTE cars that they're running. Oh, the uh, yeah. Formula E or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tim took the win. TQ and a win in that one. And it was uh, Dennis Reardon, Nate Anderson. Uh, Tom Quinnensley, Mark Ebner, Barry Evland, and Bob Foster. In 12 scale, uh, Mike Clement looks like he's the man to beat. 46 laps, and he got a he was a lap ahead of everybody else. Uh, Jason Schald, Chris Tyler, Kobe Krell, Jeff Goodyear, a name I haven't said in a long time. Uh, kind of decided to get back into it. Um, Bob Foster, Ryan Wheeler, and Jay Hines. Uh, in vintage. It was Dennis Reardon, Chris Tyler, Tony Cook, Nate Anderson, Jay Hines, Mark Ebner, Jeff Brock. Uh, USGT. Looks like uh, Mike Clement starts off with a TQ and win for the year. Um, then Gokenauer uh, with Dustin in second. And then Dennis, Jim, uh, Ken McKinney, Vishal Singh, Brock, Jeff Brock, and Mason Ebner. And TC Spec had uh, Mark Ebner taking the win. That's cool. Bob Foster, um, Mark Brigatti, Jim Hungate, Barry Evland, and Tom Quinnensley. So, hmm. I mean, overall, pretty successful weekend. We didn't race Friday because I had nobody to run the races, but uh, um, still, I mean, 70 entries plus 50 entries. That's, you know, 120 entries for the weekend between the two. I think that's really good. Yeah. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, very quickly, uh, why don't we just take our pivot break and then we'll come back and get through the comments. If you got a question for us or... Uh, or something you want us to talk about, go ahead and drop it in the comments and we'll try to get to it here after we come back. Now is your time. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th. 2021, and we are going to be talking about temporary financing. Pivot Lending Group works with several credit unions, community banks uh, across the Midwest and on the West Coast, soon to be on the East Coast, that we're teaming up with to have an alternative to your traditional bridge mortgage. In a bridge uh, situation, you would be purchasing your future home as well as retaining your departing property for a short period of time until that property sells and on your 
home that you'd be purchasing, you would have long-term financing. And then once your uh, loan on the home that you sell gets paid off, then everything's a wash. Great program, tons of great bridge programs out there. The downside to a traditional bridge is you end up in a situation for potentially one or two months, maybe longer than that, of having two mortgage payments. You have the mortgage payment on the property that you're purchasing, and then you still have the mortgage payment on the property that you bridged out to help you with that purchase. Teaming up with our financial institutions, credit unions, and the community banks on the temporary side, we can come in, lend the money to purchase the new home, and then bundle everything together on your primary house that you're selling on the new home and put it into just one master note. And then you have one monthly payment on that master note. And potentially you can even have deferred payment to the end of the term, the short-term term until that house is sold. So really excited about that. Uh, Gives you guys opportunities to come in and to put yourself ahead of the line with some of the other buyers because you can come in, contract quickly without a lot of additional conditions or requests with the seller. Makes you really, really attractive. There are some things that you have to have in order to qualify for it. You know, obviously equity is a big one strong credit and those sorts of things. If you have any questions on that program, feel free to give me a call 402-881-5951 and we can walk you through and show you the differences between a traditional bridge loan and temporary financing. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Matt, Master Note sounds like uh, like a traditional gangster rapper from the 90s that plays like a piano. <laughs> Didn't, were you listening to the commercial? Not really. Oh, he's talking about Master Notes. Oh, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> anyway, like, sorry. That, I guess it I was wasn't like, that, that was funny. a weird thing to bring up, but no. Uh, oh, okay. Now I, now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Super Chat. We just got uh, just a random uh, $5 Super Chat from our regular uh, Canadian. Yes. Peter Renault on here. Super Chat. And uh, another $10 Super Chat from Nuthouse. He says, great job with keeping the races moving this weekend. And Emerson, his son is also, he has a son named Emerson, uh, was thrilled to have you test out his car. Yeah. They, they were running. Oh, go ahead. What'd you think of that? RB10. It was really cool. Uh, I uh, they kind of shimmied a little bit down the straightaway because I don't think it's really designed to be driven on that much grip. But and I think it was just in the servo saver. Did it? But wait, were you running the stock radio? Yeah, stock. It, it was just. It stock has everything. that. It has that team associated built-in gyro. Oh, is that what that mm-hmm. is? Yep. That was really cool because yep. it was getting around the track really pretty decent. I thought. Like yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm having a good time. You know. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I think I I've I said this on the What's New Wednesday last week. That's the only real tenth scale off road ready to run car you can get. Yeah. So I think we may end up selling a lot of those, especially when summer comes around. Well yeah, I mean you know, you have guys that want to get out of Plex spec or get something for Plex spec for dirt. Exactly. And I bet you I bet you that car with with tires and uh 
maybe a little bit of um of center of gravity management, you know, like kind of kind of getting the the CG figured out on that car a little bit with electronics placement and all that. I bet you that car could be a pretty good independent buggy car. I think so. Like I, I, when I was driving around the track. I was like, Oh, hello old friend. Yeah. Like with the rear motor. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like I, re- I remember this. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, uh, cause I remember like running my, I had a B five rear motor and I, I raced that. I, I loved the way that car drove. Like, it, I wasn't as fast as the as the B5M, but I just liked the way it drove. Yeah. I had somebody ask me this week. There was a statement from IFMAR like a month ago that stated that they were starting to get back into the gear of scheduling the Worlds next year for 2022. Yeah. And to get going again. So they, they basically missed a whole world cycle. So 2000. 20 and 21, no worlds. So everything that was scheduled to be in 2020 will now be in 2022. So the, so it's just like those two years just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody ask me what I thought about trying to hold the world, the off-road worlds, uh, 10 scale at our place. Yeah. And I just, I just told them the truth. I said, I don't, I don't see how we can do it. Yeah. I started thinking about it, and uh, if you look at the IFMAR general rules and and uh, and look at what it takes to hold a world's event, the cost just for me right now, looking at it, I, it doesn't compute with me mm-hmm. because you get two hundred dollars an entry, and and if it's an, especially if it's the United States, it's going to be. 150 tops. That's how many you can have tops is 150 entries. Mm-hmm. So 150 entries at $200 is $30,000. And then you're sitting there going, wow, $30,000. But then you have to start thinking about everything because unlike the Roar races where Roar takes all the entries and then divvies out the agreed upon amounts to the tracks after it's all over, mm-hmm. for the world, the track gets all the entries, but they also have to take care of everything. And holy crap, it'd be expensive. Yeah. It's a nine-day event. It's four days, two-wheel drive, four days, four-wheel drive with a day in between. And if you have to hire like tech staff, for instance, they've got to be available for nine straight days. Yeah. Maybe even 10. Mm-hmm. And then, and then think about that. That's 10 days. That's just 10 days that the track is shut down, not taking entries, not getting track fees. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, you know, I would say a minimum of two weeks would be required to get the track ready. Yeah. Get everything clean, get all the banners up that would, you know, just to make the place look, look nice. Yeah. You know, have the, you you can't, uh, an event like that. Scrape the booger wall. Yeah. An event like that, you couldn't have just random people coming downstairs. You'd have to block that off. You have to have passes. You have to have somebody manning the door to make sure that only racers or their, or their mechanics or media get in, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to get all that set up and stuff. So think about it. So two weeks plus nine days, so that's almost a month of the track being shut down. Yeah. Not taking entries, not having races, not selling parts for those races, not having open track days, selling parts during those open track days, getting that, those $10 entry fees, dude, that starts to, you, you look at that and you're like, it's not even worth it. Yeah. So I don't know. I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know how 
commercial tracks can do that sort of thing. Sure. You know? Oh, I, I get it. Like when I, when I heard, well, you told me about it like right away. And like when you told me about it, I was like, yeesh, I, it'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to use sauce. You wouldn't be able to do, do a lot of things that we normally do at our track to go fat or to make your stuff work. So I don't know. I mean, that, that was the first thing I thought of is everything would be changed. Like every everything would be really different for that event. Mm. But I mean, would you run? You would probably wouldn't even run the races, would you? Like, would you have Scotty or somebody come in, or because then we'd have to pay for that too, wouldn't we? We would. To be honest with you, I if if we were to try to do something like that, and we ended up being awarded the worlds, I probably would try to be the announcer. Yeah, that's kind of your world champion. It's my track. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I would hope that I could be the announcer. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to race. There's no way I'd be able to race it. I couldn't race it. Yeah. So why would I? Not? I, I I do not qualify. I don't think. No, not at all. Actually, I know. I don't. I don't think I know. I don't qualify for that. But I just, I don't know. You start adding it up. I mean, you think about, uh, so I, I think we could rent the Roar RMT for that mm-hmm. event. But so then I would have to house in a hotel for nine days. Five people minimum for the Roar RMT. Hmm. So that's two hotel rooms, maybe three for at least nine days. That's nuts. And the track has to pay for that. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't see how it'd be possible. I think that's why we, we passed on it on bidding on it in 2013. Cause it was just like, no. Yeah. I mean, is this something you're going to think about or is it a hard no already? I, you know what? It'd be, it's something I got to think about. I, I have to do a little bit more. There's a couple of people that I want to talk to and find out what they charge for sponsorship money. If the sponsorship money is big enough and, and you can get that. Yeah. Then, then, mean, then we're you, talking you, something else. Then, then, then you're looking at your $30,000 entry fees plus sponsorship money. And if the sponsorship money can take care of a lot of that stuff, well, then all of a sudden we're, 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 we're in a different area. Yeah. You know, but I, knowing yeah, it'd but, be, it'd be cool. But it's easy to say it'd be cool when I'm not going to be doing a lot of the work, you know? Right. But, but, and also they, I'm pretty sure they confiscate your tires every night. So you have to, it's not just, it's well, not just tech. You, you, you have you to bet have your sweet ass. They take, you have to tires. have somebody yeah. manning, manning the, the tire area. You have mm-hmm. to have somebody watching these guys glue their tires, if I remember correctly. Yep. I mean, there's all this stuff that that you have to have a person there for to to be an official. Right. You yeah, know, I the, mean the yeah, roar races I, are a little easier because you have Roar is basically renting your track from you. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I've got to do is build the track, make sure all the all the uh monitors and sound and everything else works and then roar comes in and does everything they pay for everything and they do everything other than the actual track part of it so the, the, that's why that's why i like holding nationals because it's it's so freaking easy you just the track's the easy part i can build yeah. a track i can make the place look nice and i can build a track you know if mm-hmm. i had to i could even run the race but but you know but all it's all the other stuff behind the scenes. And my experience doing that and trying to gather sponsorship money from the nationals 
is knowing how hard that is. I can imagine asking even more money, you know, for, for the IFMAR race. Right. So I don't know. It's something that, uh, that somebody asked me about this week and I started thinking about it cause I was like, Oh yeah, they are going to start taking bids for worlds again. Aren't they? I don't know. Nationals. Yes. Worlds. Mm. And the other thing too is you got to think about this. This is, this is what happens when you hold a world, a national event even. So if you think that at the nationals, the, the track, the money made from the, from the store comes from, uh, the spec tire sales and then whatever you, so if you, if you hold a 300 entry event, you get a pretty, pretty nice check from roar, but it's, but everything beyond that is mostly just tire sales and rim sales wheels. You hardly sell any parts. We've held right. multiple nationals now. Nobody buys parts at the Nats because all the teams are there. They have their own parts. Mm-hmm. And very few regular people go to that because the entry fee is so high. It's pretty much all sponsored people. So you're not going to get any mod guys buying tires from you. It's all the stock guys. Mm-hmm. Worlds would be even worse. Nobody would buy parts from you at Worlds. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. There would be no tire sales, no, no nothing mm-hmm. at Worlds. Yeah. Because they would all have their own stuff. So, so you'd be shut down for almost a month. And the only real monetary thing that you would get from it would be from the entry fees or from the sponsorships. Yeah. And getting to say you held the world. And there. getting to say you held the world. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. I could see that. That's why I like the J Concepts races, the INS races. Yeah. It's kind of half and half. You get you get regular people because the entry fees are reasonable. So you get regular people there and sponsored guys. So you, you do sell some stuff in the store. You don't have to shut your track down like crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know. And uh you do we did sell a lot of tires. Yeah. I could see that. I, or I mean I I, I totally get that because Jason doing that series does such a really, such a great job giving back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's what that whole series is about, you yeah. know, just good racing. Yep. I don't know. I mean, it's easy to say just have worlds, but you know, that's usually from somebody that has no idea what kind of work it's going to take to put right. it on. Yeah. And I mean, I'd I, like to, I'd like to see it happen, but I, I mean, mean, I, like I said, I'd, I'd see it happen because I, I wouldn't even be able to race. So. I get anxiety attacks just from weekly races. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah? Do you have one? All right, let's go through the comments, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Okay. Um, I got I bought a new speaker for the store. I got to go test it out after we're done. Uh, we had uh, John Haas on here, Peter Renault, Travis Clancy, looks like Lance Murray, Nicholas Petrizak. Uh, Tom Baker says, Hey, Alex and will, um, Steve RC, kind of the regular crew on here. Uh, Andy Barrett. Um, he goes, well, now we know where you get it all from. That's when I was talking about my, uh, my experience with, uh, with the lunch lady. Yeah. Um, it's her fault. Yeah. It's her fault. Uh, uh, Jackson Anderson says, uh, that will's getting his e-buggy ready to smack me this Friday. Uh, nope. He's working on his gas truck. Yep, right here. I'll be working on, 
So we didn't have uh, after hours Thursday because I had to. I was uh, we were still taping off the track at like ten o'clock. But uh, I will be working on my e buggy on Thursday so that I can try to keep up with you guys. Hobbyplex after hours with Alex Sturgeon Thursdays at nine p.m. on YouTube. Yeah, I uh, I haven't I built another set of shocks for my e buggy. That's about as far as I got just mm. to test something. I came up on Friday and practiced, but I just pretty much ran my gas truck the whole time. So. Yeah. John Haas says Ethan's line through the S jump section was freaking sweet up there. Nice. So I saw some video of Ethan driving his car. That track has had a couple really short landings that if you missed, it seemed like you were you were destined to be about a half second off. You had mm-hmm. to like hit it every time. Tom Baker says there should be more racing etiquette in the independent 17.5 and four-wheel drive classes. At the Plex? Yeah, at the Plex. Who like, said that? Tom Baker. Oh, he was uh, in there, was he? I, I don't know. I Yeah, I, I think Indy's okay. And I usually call stuff out. Yeah, it was kind of hard to catch everything because the lap times are so short yeah. on our track and it's like everything just runs together. It's just like, all right, in less than five and then boop, and then boop. just total chaos. A bomb goes off and all the cars go flying. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Meyer says, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, Tom Baker says you did a great job running the race. Thanks. Um, Corey Tannehill says, I hope Sunday, someday, I can stop a robber by throwing a can at the robber and then yell, not on my watch. <laughs> Is that from something? I don't know. It sounds funny. Didn't Crocodile Dundee do that to the purse snatcher? Uh, maybe. And the, and the, but not say not on my watch. I don't think he said that. But <laughs> I know he threw a can at a purse snatcher in the original Crocodile Dundee. Uh, John Haas says T to the J for uh, TJ. RC Bros says, uh, glad I could have seen you race. I don't know what we were talking about at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuthouse, he said, uh, it was a lot of fun racing carpet. Boys really liked the RB10s. Good. Um, John Hoska says, schedule for next week for Winter Series, same as Summer Series. Uh, pretty much, yes. Uh, doors open at 4, and uh, we practice till 10. Doors open at 7 on Saturday. We uh, uh, No practice for anybody that practiced Friday until 9 a.m., and then we start racing at 10.30. Hmm. And if um, I'm starting to think that if we get an even bigger, if we keep getting these massive Techno Series turnouts, we, we should probably start racing at 10 instead of 10.30. But we'll, we'll see what happens. If we end up with like 210 entries, not only am I going to like start doing drugs. What we'll kind probably, of drugs are we testing? Well, they ha- they'll have to be uppers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll probably have to start a little earlier for, from, from round two on, I'm thinking uppers. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I even thought last year, I even thought about maybe cutting the mains down. Well, we could do and start earlier, but then start practice earlier Uh, on Friday or on Saturday, Saturday morning. Screw that. Okay. I don't like All it. Right. I'm not getting up any earlier than I have to on Saturday. Seven and seven o'clock. Yeah. No, it's just an idea. Um, 
there's that or you could run a qualifier on Friday, but that didn't necessarily work out for everybody. Yeah, but then everybody has to be there on Friday and then they have to spend money on a hotel. Yeah. I mean, most of them do, but not all of them. Yeah, maybe maybe just cutting out that that practice would be the only option. Yeah. I, I was thinking just maybe have like a like an entry cutoff. Like say like if we have more than 180 entries, then maybe the expert main should be the expert main should be 20 minutes. The sportsman main would be 15. The uh, truggy main would be 20 instead of 30. Gas truck would be 20 minutes. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this first round. I have a, I have a feeling there's going to be buttloads of people there Saturday. Mm-hmm. Next Saturday. So we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, Jackson tried making a joke, and he put a "Let's Go Brandon" in it, which means that we're now banned from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a kid named Brandon down there. I was making all sorts of of uh, Biden jokes down then. Hutch, it was pretty funny. Hmm. I'm sure everybody loved you because I, of it. I think most did actually. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, "Hey man, that Brandon's all, or that, that Alex is all right, man." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bob Thorpe, uh, from the pits says evening gentlemen and everyone, um, mm-hmm. see if I get this name right. Rovion says world sounds like a logistical disaster. <laughs> Lots of work for just a feather in your cap. And I, yeah. I agree. It is a pretty sweet feather though. Have you seen it? I know. I know. <laughs> I wish, I wish that it was like the early nineties when precedents hadn't been set yet for things like giant just- digital walls and. Yeah. You know. I think another problem is that it's nine days. Yeah. I think that's another problem. If 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 they could run two wheel drive and four wheel drive at the same time. Well, and then you have to change part of the track, don't you? Yes, on, on the on the off day. So yeah. it's two separate races. I think that's that's the other problem. You have a two wheel drive portion and a four wheel drive portion. Not only are they are they acting like they're two separate entries, but you you have to change the track. You can't be the same track, which again, the track part's easy. I can come up with a track that I can do what they did in, uh, at Hootie arena and just change the track around with some pipe and make Mm -hmm. a new track. I don't think that that's, that's hard, but it's the length of the race and how much it costs to house people for that long. Right. And and pay them. Don't forget if it's RMT, they got to get paid. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know terrible yeah i'd want some government money yeah no kidding um uh uh connor house says uh is tiny tuesday going to thursdays anytime soon not yet we were kind of spitting around that idea a little bit because again the idea is that i could set up a track on thursday and then leave it up until saturday night so we'd have three (laughs) days uh 18 scale racing on thursday the track would be ready for people to practice on Friday and then race on it on Saturday and then pick it up. But, uh, we already said tiny Tuesday, so I kind of want to just go with it for a while and tiny, tiny Thursday doesn't roll off the tongue near as easy. Yeah. You know, um, I'm all about branding, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I get a kick out of it when people steal my branding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Me too. It's fun just to make fun. I know. Uh, what do you do to store tires for the winter? 
well, don't let him freeze. You don't want to leave him out in your garage and get cold and freeze because then they won't work the same. Think you just clean them and bag them? I would think so. Honestly, I haven't stored tires for that long in a while. You don't really want, I mean, you don't want them to dry out. Yeah, you don't want to leave a bunch of dirt on them. You don't want to have them sit somewhere where the where the foam would 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 get stale and and put a dent in the foam. Yeah, I kind of wonder if you could get like you go get like a couple bags of beef jerky and put some of those uh, silica gel packs. Oh yeah, in a, in a tire bag. I wonder well, if that would help. Remember, them stay fresh. Uh, Gravity RC sells those humidified tire storage containers. I have a couple of those. You're humidified. Yeah. How are they humidified? Like it's got a thing where you put a thing in, a, in with these beads, mm-hmm. and it and you watch the beads grow, and it keeps the keeps the tire in a, with a certain humidity or something like that. Oh, that's cool. I've never actually used the bead part of it to be honest with you. I, I just chucked them and just put my tires in there with the cap on it, but that's how it's supposed to work. Hmm. But then Pro, Protech also has the the just the just the uh, just the tire bins. And all these were stolen. I th- the whole idea was stolen from a guy. I can't remember the, is it tire? Oh, oh my gosh. I saw it at State Line the first year I was there, and the guy had these tire tubes, oh. and he was selling them. Tire stack? Tire stack. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They basically ripped that off. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is, but well, still. That's RC for you. I know, right? You have a good idea. Somebody's going to rip it off. Trust yep. me, I know. Oh, trust me, I know. Oh, trust me. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, Peter, I would think just, uh, uh, like a gallon Ziploc bag and, uh, clean your tires, throw them in the bag, kind of squish all the air out of it and seal it and put it in a storage thing and pull it out next year. You don't want them in direct sunlight. Um, Nick Nunhouse says any chance carpet could start at 11. I no, unfortunately, no, the, uh, the one thirty time has was a negotiated start time. I actually wanted to start our club racing later, but uh, Tim wanted to start it earlier, and so we kind of agreed at one thirty um, for clubbing. So the, uh, yeah, you, the summer series is a little different because we have an official practice day on Friday and that sort of thing. And we're getting a hundred and something entries. So we kind of have to start earlier. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know for clubbing. I, I just, one thirty was a good time for me because it allowed people to come in, you know, as late as 1130 or whatever, and still get some track time. Well, and the thing is, is a majority of the guys come from out of town, right? Yeah. You start moving that start time up earlier. They're like, eh, I can go with that racing this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have a hard time getting there too. <clears throat> so would I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I live an hour away. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. Um, so no, probably not. Sorry. Keen crafting says, uh, what a weekend. It sure was fun. You nailed it. Thanks. Uh, way to run a program. Um, he was down Thanks. at, uh, um, Hutch. So that that one was directed towards me. Sorry. <laughs> you too, though. Good job. Good job this weekend. Thanks. I'll take um, it. He says my jokes are awesome, so that's great. I love it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody with better jokes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, I stole your. I stole all of your jokes for the forty plus class. 
Did you really? I did. Uh, and in fact, uh, you I, slept. Uh, Ray, <laughs> uh, gosh, Ray, is it Ray Burns? He had New Balance mm-hmm. shoes on. It was great. <laughs> uh, that's the best. <laughs> um, uh, Jackson, are you going to build the track uh, Friday for carpet? Yes. Yeah, the track would get put up on Friday. Keep it scale stupid. One of my favorite names. Uh, it says plex, plex, plex. Emoji, emoji, emoji. Uh, Ravon, Roevon. Uh, hopefully my kid will take to uh, enjoy RC. Got to start him early. Yeah. And uh, Cody Steinbach, who I believe raced Saturday. He did. Uh, says 130 is perfect for him. And he said, you did a really good job. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Uh, we're down the list. We better go. I have a uh, uh, powered speaker that I'm going to go to the Plex real quick and plug in and uh, make sure it works. Otherwise, I'll just send it back and um, or take it back. I got I bought it today uh, from Guitar Where'd you Center. buy it from? Guitar Center. Used? Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. So uh, we need a little bit better sound for the Techno Series coming up because what we have now would, would not carry over the Nitro cars. So... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I got a new chassis in my car, so that's cool. Look at that. Cool. It's like new. Nice. You're gonna go take it to the Techno Series and then take it to Shaw's. And, nice. I don't uh, think I'm going to that Lone Star Classic now. I have a feeling oh. gas prices are gonna be so crazy towards the end of November, early December that I I can't see myself spending that much money. I remember when gas prices were four and a quarter a gallon yeah that was rough do you remember that oh yeah that was rough it was like 2008 god could you imagine living in california where there's six dollars a gallon right now i mean seriously what causes that stupidity so man i bet those people putting gas and trash bags in the back of their car are uh, laughing all the way to the bank (laughs) hey uh before we go I, I wanted to pass around this. I, I wanted to give you this idea. So I was thinking about instead of getting a scooter scooter of getting an e-bike. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. They can do they can do like almost 30 miles an hour. And they have the ones that I've been that I've been looking at. Most of them have a range of about 30 miles hmm. without without pedal assist. So would you uh, like ride that on mountain bike trails? You could. You get yelled at around here. They don't our our mount our mountain bike community. Not a big yeah. fan of e bikes right now. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But just uh, just like if somebody starts getting ready to talk to you, just like start pedaling. Like, I, I was not. I was not I was <laughs> pedaling. But no, I'm just thinking about it because uh I mean I'd have to leave for work earlier, but mileage i'm 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 uh i'm six miles away from work so i could easily ride it back and forth during the summertime as long as it's not gonna well i mean even if it rains on me i guess it doesn't really matter but no not really i don't know i they're not that i mean they're expensive but they're not any more expensive than they're cheaper than a scooter let's put it that way a zoom is forty eight hundred dollars and an e-bike is about the one i've been looking at is about 25 yeah but you can sell a zuma for something with that what's that thing worth when it's when you're done with it, I don't know. But what if they pass the stupid gas tax bull crap, or not? Mile, this, mile, this mileage tax nonsense. 
Oh, they do that on a, on an e-bike? No, that's why I was that's why I was looking at it. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm glad I have a scooter. Yeah, I know. You too. I mean, Azuma, I, I, Azuma or something is still in my mind for, for when I get my truck paid off. My scooter gets terrible mileage, like, because it, it does, you know? Well, yeah, like, but yours is all modded out so you can go fast and be a, be a, have a, have a, you have like a hot rod scooter. Yeah, my, mine's, uh, mine's ridiculous. <laughs> like, rip, rip on it and picks the front wheel up off the ground. Like, it's, it's, that thing's ridiculous. It's easily like, if I had to guess a 20 horsepower scooter. Yeah. Like I've broke belts on it, like the transmission belt. Like yeah, I know. It was, it was break a belt. But anyway, yeah, we haven't, I haven't talked about scooters in a long time. I know we haven't. <sighs> I, don't I don't know. know. I'm thinking I, about I, it. I, I called that dude uh, at the dealer where you got yours. Oh, yeah. And took yeah. it back. He never got back to me. Aww. I called him like three times on it. So he's probably he's like, so how do you feel about getting into a new one? I'm like, dude, I don't, I'm not buying it. It's not new. I want something I can like make cool, like and fast. Like yeah. I'm not gonna keep this thing stock if I even keep the engine in it. Right. You know. Like mm. should just go all the way and put a 600 in it and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> 600 cc scooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, all right, we better go. Um, yeah. This has been Alex Sturgeon. I'm the manager and race director at the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, the original Hobbyplex. And mm-hmm. uh, with me, as always, has been Will Brinton. And uh, this has been the Hobbyplex Show podcast, sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. If you find them at pivotlending.com and you want a home loan or refinance, get a hold of Don Zoller or A. Nolson's dad, and uh, they'll hook you up and mention our show. You get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate. Yeah, the Hobbyplex, often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, see you guys. <laughs>